Bulldogs, Maud here. We're getting ready to wrap up our season one coverage of the CW's Riverdale, and we need your help. After we get episode 13 recorded, we want to do a big season one review, season two preview cast, and we need your feedback. What did you love this season? What did you hate? Is there something that we missed? Is there something that you wish we would have discussed more? And what do you want to happen in season two? Drop us an email, macintoshandmod at gmail.com, or a Facebook message by October 3rd, and we'll get it into our discussion. The wrap-up episode will drop Friday, October 6th, one week before our Season 2, Episode 1 drops on October 13th. Can't wait to hear from you. Hashtag Go Bulldogs. Drama comedy. Two sides of the same coin. Riverdale wasn't just a teen dramedy. It was a study in teenage angst, yearning, and nostalgia. They didn't know it when they started on their journey, but Macintosh and Maude were on their way to a newfound obsession. Macintosh and Maude's chocolate shop was open for business. Episode 11, Chapter 11, To Riverdale and Back. As Betty and Archie prepare for homecoming, Jughead reconnects with his now sober dad. But Veronica and Alice conspire to secretly investigate FP. Let's recap the recap. Polly's on the inside. She wants to prove the Blossoms are involved. Is FP a murderer? Jughead doesn't think so. Joaquin and FP are cahootsing. Alice is watching and Archie's mom is home! I made up a new word for that one. What? Cahootsing. Cahootsing. What's that? I like to verb words. Many people do. Who's going to start this? All right. So we, we, have our, we have our traditional Jughead monologuing. As the Pussycats are singing Riverdale High's alma mater. Yeah, it's a really cute cover. They sound good. Yeah. Um, Jason's death changed everything. But certain traditions never change. Uh, like Riverdale is still going to battle out there with their arch rivals, the Baxter High Ravens. Interesting that they're the Ravens. A little bit. Meh. Ravens versus the Bulldogs? Meh. Well, who, what family is connected to Ravens? What Ooh. two families are connected to Ravens? The Lodges and... The Jones. Why would the Jones? They have dark hair, and they're on the other side of town, aka the South Side. What, whatever. I don't know. That doesn't make any sense. I'm I'm coming up with things. Whatever. Um, it's homecoming. It's homecoming. Um, we have a little bit where Betty is talking to Weatherby, and she's talking about relieving herself of some of her homecoming duties by giving them to Ethel so that she can focus on the blue and gold. And Weatherby's like, no, um, you made a commitment, and this is also reunion, uh, a reunion weekend. Which is dumb. It is really stupid. Principal would be like, oh, you're busy and you're trying to take care of other stuff at school? Yeah, cool, I'll give you a break. Ethel's here and she can take over. Weatherby's a jerk. Weatherby... Is only interested in Weatherby. I don't know. But, like, okay, do... This seems so weird. Okay, in all of my years of high school and watching, you know, my siblings go to high school, I never saw older classmen, form, former students come back for homecoming. I did. 
But not for the dance. Well, it was yeah, they definitely weren't coming to dance unless they were someone's date. We had a pep rally mm-hmm. and um at the game, alumni would show up in force. And they had a real proud alumni tradition. So I think some of it depends on, you know, other schools may not, but the school I was at definitely had a strong alumni tradition involved in it. We had a lot of people who would come to the football games, but I mean, if you weren't a student, you weren't allowed to come to dances. Huh. Unless you were a chaperone. So yeah. This must be more of a small town thing where literally everyone knows everyone. So. Yeah. I mean, that makes sense if it was, if it was smaller and that type yeah. of stuff. Eh. Anyway. So then we get to the Andrew's house and Mary is talking to Archie. Of course she's from Chicago. Yeah. Which is kind of funny, but I, for some reason I thought she was in California, but she's in Chicago. And for anybody who doesn't get that, all of the John Hughes movies that Molly Ringwald was in, all of them were set in Chicago. Yeah, in and around Chicago. All in the suburbs. So that, that, that's a total nod to him. (laughs) Yeah, uh, Archie explains that, you know, being here hasn't been all bad. Um, him and his dad are closer than ever, and that, you know, he's been singing and songwriting. And, you know, uh, his mom says, you know, oh, I hope you'll play something for me. And he goes, oh, well, I'm playing a dance, so you're interested in that. And I think the other key thing she brings up is, like, you know, I, I wanted you to come be with me. Mm-hmm. So we know that we know that he made a decision as to which parent to go with, but we also didn't know that, each parent was also trying to drive Archie to one place. Or, well, at least from his mom. We don't... We know that mom wanted him to come with... We don't know if Fred did or didn't. Of course Fred wants his son with him. Yeah. But, yeah. It's complicated. Yeah. That's what their their Facebook status should read. Totally. <laughs> uh, we'll get to more of that later. Then uh, we cut to the, uh, the Pembroke, the Lodges... Hermione's on the phone. She's getting really good news. Veronica's there. She hangs up and she goes, that was the lawyer. Um, apparently our testimonies um, had an effect. The judge wants to give Hiram a break. What kind of a break? Uh, they're, they're talking about time served, so it could be a couple months. And Veronica's like, well, then what? Do we, do we move back to New York? And uh, Hermione's like, no, he can move back here. And Veronica's like, well, what about all his crimes? Like, like Veronica very clearly is like, I don't want him coming home. Like, she's over that. And uh, Hermione is... Um, Hermione, I know. Um, <laughs> she is... Uh, she's telling Veronica, you need to support your father and stop demonizing him for things that uh, nobody else is accusing him of. And so Hermione is taken... Is like, okay, I'm just gonna... Uh, it just, I'm just gonna do the best I can and we're just gonna be all happy about him coming home this is the first alternate time where I've thought yeah she knows everything that's involved and she's guilty as hell she's guilty as hell and she is scared as fuck she has decided in her brain that the easiest route for her and her daughter is for her just to pretend with Hiram that's fair so we're gonna get Hiram next season for sure We'll see. I already saw who they cast. <laughs> the internet is a dangerous place. <laughs> I'm not going to say who, but it's a good choice. <laughs> All right. Uh, then we're at the trailer park. Uh, Jughead is walking over to uh, 
his family's home. He's got coffee and donuts, and he walks in, and the trailer's clean. Like, really clean. <laughs> FP comes in, FP is shaved. Jughead's super happy. He's like, what got into you? Have you been body snatched? And he's like, oh, you know, cleaned up. I feel good. I want to look good. You know, painted, you know. Uh, so he's doing really well. And uh, FP has read his manuscript of his novel. Mm-hmm. And wants to, and first of all, gives him tons of praise. Mm-hmm. Loves how he's written. And then starts asking him questions. He's like, why Jason Blossom? Why'd you pick him? And Jughead's like, well, kind of picked me and uh it was a story no one was going to tell or no one wanted to tell at least and Effie's like okay so who do you think did it and Jughead's like I don't think that's the question I think the question is whether or not Riverdale is a place of good or a place of darkness and evil to which FP very astutely says uh both most things are both yep um and FP says you know can I can I give you one piece of advice? Which Jug turns around and goes, Betty always says that, and then it turns into a dozen pieces of advice. advice yeah. And FP says, uh, you need to move on. At a certain point, you need to move on. Uh, this should, can't be the only story you tell, and it certainly shouldn't be the most important. Which, if we didn't know all the baggage, would be really great advice. But it's also really suspicious. It, Totally. It is suspicious. 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 We should say that every time something suspicious happens. Oh, we're going to say it a lot in this episode. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so then we cut to school, and Archie is so needy. Archie and Ronnie. He, he's so, he's so needy. Yes, he is. It... <sighs> He's got mommy issues. Now mommy's home. He also had sex with an older woman because he had mommy issues. He has some sexual frustration and he doesn't know what to do with it. Exactly. Um, and drinking is a bad idea for him, apparently. Though it's really funny. <laughs> um, he goes to Veronica and he's like, are we really not going to talk about it? And she goes, we had a fleeting moment. He goes, we spent the night. And she says, in separate beds. Um, so he's trying to make this out to have been a much bigger deal than it actually, at least on her opinion that it was. Well, sort of, except that he keeps grilling her and Veronica finally turns around and says, okay, look, you might be boyfriend material and I don't have the bandwidth to deal right now. And he, yeah. So it's very much, oh, she wants to continue this relationship. But to... there's so much other shit going on in her life that yeah. she's got she's got the recognition of I can't do this right now. I really want to. Don't get me wrong. That's fair. That's fair. But we can't. And so Archie says, "Well, can we at least do a do that duet together and sing at homecoming?" And she gets a she gets a text and says, "You know, I just right now I have to pretend this is what happened wasn't real." Yeah. That's we have to pretend. Yeah. For a bunch of reasons. And Archie has sad puppy dog eyes. Because <sighs> he's a sad puppy. Blue balls eyes is what it is. <laughs> I mean, you're not wrong. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so then we cut to the blue and gold offices. And Veronica comes in. And Alice is there. She goes, all right, shut the door. Everyone who is not inside this room is a suspect. Gun to temple. <laughs> um... 
uh, Alice says, it's it's Alice, Betty, and Veronica. And Alice is like, okay, Veronica, we need to talk about your father. And Veronica concedes and is like, yeah, my dad has an epic grudge against the Blossoms, so he has a motive. And we know that he hired FP t- and the Serpents to trash the drive-in. Also, she brings up the Pussycats, to which is, seems like a throwaway line, but nothing in the show has been a throwaway line to this point. Um, she says that because you know that Alice knows that Mayor McCoy is dirty. Well, there's that. There's also that Veronica's with them. She's been hanging out with them. Yeah. Eh. I, th- I think Alice Cooper is suspicious of literally every human being in Riverdale. Correct. Um, because she's evil. Um, I think it in this scene, it is actually a throwaway. Nah. I think it's more meant, you know, I know Houston. Like, Alice knows what's up. Right. Because, you know, she's block captain. She knows everything. <laughs> um... Betty is just very doubtful, and she's like, no, F, you know, I believe Jughead. Jughead says Dad didn't do it, and I believe him, blah, 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 blah. Um, Alice wants Betty to figure out if FP has anything to do with it. And she's already written a cheat sheet full of questions. Of, of innocuous questions, which <laughs> Betty's definitely her daughter, which is very funny. Alice um, is prepared, if nothing else. Uh, Betty is just not having it. She's like, nope, I'm not going to entertain this. And I have a homecoming dance to plan. Let's go, B. And so they they leave. Polly's sneaking around Thornhill. And she finds... The wigs. Dun, dun, dun. This time you're the TV genius because you're the one who, who predicted wigs. Did I? Yeah. Oh. You're the one who says, like, I bet he's full. He has, his hair isn't actually red. And that he's he is, in fact, wearing wigs. I mean, they mentioned it as a line, so... Yeah. I figured they had to bring that up later, especially because it totally looked like he was wearing a wig. Okay, I'll take it. I'm a TV genius. Um, but yeah, he has... Oh. We see 24 wigs, I think? Uh, I, don't, I didn't think it was that many. It was like six and six and then another six and six, I think? I figured there were at least 10 or 12. I don't know if there's 20 or something, but there's a lot. He's got a lot of random red wigs. Like, it's more than just like... You know, every day and fancy. <laughs> but yeah, okay. And so then we see Clifford, and he doesn't have a wig on. His hair is completely white, and he's not wearing a turtleneck. Every other time we see him, he's wearing a turtleneck. Mm. So that's different, too. Um, Do we see anything on his neck? I didn't, but... No, I think that is a... Uh, I'm, I'm going to say that the turtleneck is, like, his form of armor. It could be that. It could also be wrinkles. That he's hiding his neck, just like he's hiding his hair. Whatever, um, but you know the the gentleman looks good with the white hair. I know, so it's really? kind of funny, but it's not on brand. It's not on brand. We'll get to that later. But he sees he sees Polly, and Polly kind of runs away, and then storm. No, he no, storms no, he, and slams the he door slams in her face. The door. Um, okay, mm. then we're back to the blue and gold offices, and this time Veronica. Um, walks in with Alice, so Betty's not there, and Veronica tells Alice that she wants to get the dirt. Yeah, so did she have this purple dress on when she came to school? Yeah, she was wearing a coat over it. Okay, damn it. I was getting really confused there, because I was thinking that somehow we had morphed to another day. No, she she was wearing that. It's and, just... and I gotta say, if this show has as complicated a plot, and it winds up having mixed timelines... No, it doesn't have mixed timelines. Come on. No. <laughs> if it did... Huh. That would be entirely pointless. We would we would have to rewatch everything. It's not lost. The only other timeline is when is Jughead narrating? Is he grown 
or is it now? I don't know. That's that's the only quote unquote alternate timeline. Other than that, we're fine, okay? <laughs> you don't want to believe that that's even remotely possible. There is nothing to suggest that that is going on. <laughs> it's not like the Mr. Robot stuff or the Westworld stuff. It's just, or Lost. It's just not happening, okay? Just let it go. I'm not trying to will it into existence. I think you are. Okay. You've gotten high off of your TV genius moment. <laughs> <laughs> it's true. Okay, so Veronica says that she tells Alice, if you want to go after Jughead's dad, I'm in. And Alice is very pleased. She's like, all right. Um, then we're back at school, and Cheryl goes up to the Scooby Gang, and she's, uh, she's like, I'm running for homecoming queen with Polly. And they're like, why? Because if Jason had been alive, Polly and Jason would have been king and queen, and, you know, it's, I'm the next best thing, so. She calls Betty a nightmare smurfette. Mm-hmm. And then there's this wonderful moment where she glares at her, Looks at Veronica, and Veronica's like, nah, it's not worth it. Yeah. <laughs> um, Cheryl walks away, and Archie says, hey, Betty, I want to play at the dance. And Betty's trying to be like... She she laughs. She laughs, and she goes, well, Archie, your songs kind of, and Jughead finishes, uh, make you want to slit your wrist, but in a good way. <laughs> <laughs> They're just very downbeat, and the dance needs to be upbeat. And, and Veronica defends him in a fantastic way. And besides, we already agreed to do some upbeat covers. Right, Archie? Archie's like, what? Oh, yeah. <sighs> He's a dumb, dumb bunny. Oh, wait. It gets even dumber in the next scene. Oh, yes. Okay, so... We go into a chemistry classroom. Or the biology okay, classroom. Okay, so Veronica leads Archie into a classroom, and he is like, okay, we're going to make out. That's what we're here for, because he is totally leaning And to she's her. like, okay, like, hold on. I, I need you to do me a favor. And then he gets even more into it. And she's just like, and she, she tells him what she needs, and then you can see on his face, and his whole body just kind of goes, oh, man. <laughs> like, I was watching it, and I was like, this is hilarious. I, I, I give KJ Abba a lot of credit for that, because it's so funny. Archie's so such a dumb, dumb boy. And as Veronica's explaining it, she's, yeah, and Mrs. Cooper, and Archie goes, she's a part of this? Are you nuts? <laughs> Everyone knows that Alice is crazy. Well, so we should say, what is what is V want as a favor? V uh, needs Archie to help her search FP's trailer. Right. So, the does she explain the whole plan there, or just the trailer? No, just the trailer. Okay. And, you know, Jughead, not Jughead, Archie says, you know, FP's cleaning up his act, and... Um, I'm not going to do this to Jughead. This is not cool. Just, why are we not just talking to yeah, him? Yeah, we should just talk to him. He's our friend. And Veronica says, well, I hope I hope he did, because if not, he could get dragged. Jughead could get dragged into something messy and dangerous. And that that's where he gets a little tiny bit he, of pause. He kind of... His will crumbles a little bit under that. Because mm -hmm. up until then, the whole his whole thing is, no, I'm not going after Jughead's dad. Are you serious? Yeah, the answer is still no. But he he understands that argument. Riverdale. Riverdale. All right. All right. Andrew's construction. And Mary drops in. She dropped in. She wanted to surprise Fred for lunch, but she she comes to find Hermione. Um. This scene is weird because Mary clearly knows everything that's been going on. I've been hearing the news. Yeah, and she's trying to refer to the Hiram stuff, but you, you get the sense that Mary knows that Hermione and Fred had something going. Of course. Um, but it, they've been separated for two years. Yeah. So I don't think she's like 
of she's jealous, but... Okay, the way she's behaving in this scene makes me feel, especially with the whole let's keep the red hair thing going, makes me feel like she's a secret blossom. Mm. Like a cousin. Yeah. Well, so here's here's what I came up with, though, is there's this there's this one line there that Hermione goes, you know, uh, yeah, must be karma for me being the mean girl. Yeah. And that makes me think, was Mary the Ethel Barb? No. Of her class? No. Based on a scene later, she's not. She's not the Ethel Barb. Hmm. I feel, and it made me feel very reminiscent of Cheryl. I feel like Mary is a secret blossom. It's like a secret Targaryen. <laughs> she's a secret blossom. Is she a good blossom or a bad blossom? I felt a lot of parallels to Cheryl. Or are the Andrews... And we're going to have to talk about that later. Also, do the Andrews and the Blossoms have a secret past? Mayhaps. And that may be the bigger thing. Mayhaps. Um, Because they're also redheaded. All of them. Mm -hmm. I mean, Dad's gotten grizzled and a little gray, but I think they're clearly suggesting that even Fred's kind of a redhead. No, not as much. I don't think so. Um... Uh, we get to the school gym. Everyone's working on the the homecoming decorations, and Betty gets a call from Polly. Oh yeah. And Betty's like, Polly, why are you running for homecoming queen? And Polly's like, just to keep Cheryl distracted. Um, they because they're definitely hiding something over here. I've got to get into their bedroom. And and then. Um, there's a knock on the door. Polly hangs up, and it's Penelope, and she has brought. Polly, her daily milkshake, which is strawberry, also gross. <laughs> I didn't even think about that. And, okay, you suspect the people you're living with killed your fiancé, and you're pregnant with his twins. Why are you eating food they give you? I don't know. She's she's not the brightest crayon in the box. This is Murder Mystery 101. Come on, you don't eat the food. She didn't learn very much while she was with the sisters. She did not learn a lot enough from her mother because Betty would never make that mistake. And nor would mommy. Um, Penelope uh, explains, oh, she says something like, you must be so tired from all the exploring you do. The East Wing, where we keep our sleeping quarters, is out of bounds. But in the, the whole time giving her a demon stare of death. Yeah, that's gross. It's gross. Well, don't fuck with that, man. Clearly, don't fuck with that. Seriously. Um, How have you not figured this out already, Polly? Stupid pregnancy homeless. They make you dumb. <laughs> they do. They do they make you dumb. She's got two babies in there, so God help her. <laughs> um, uh, we cut back to a school in the homecoming preparations, and Jughead comes uh, to Betty, and he's like, hey, why don't you tell me about dinner? Betty's like, huh? What? It's like, your mom basically attacked me about inviting me to, and my dad to come have dinner. And Betty... It's like... Is about to say something, but doesn't. Jughead is so happy. And then he's saying, oh, I think it's good for our, our families to um, get to know each other. And so she just plays it off as, I must have just forgotten about it completely while I was trying to take care of the homecoming dance. Yeah. Jughead's so hopeful. and ha It's almost a little unnerving. Cause he's a little too happy for yeah. Jughead. Jughead's too happy. This, this doesn't... This we doesn't... have to ruin this. Mm-hmm. And we'll get there. Um, Betty confronts Alice about mm -hmm. this. Um, 
Alice is like, blah, blah, blah. Well, whatever. I love Betty's like, what are you doing about this dinner? Whatever do you mean? I'm making peach pie for our guests. <laughs> okay. I, she's horrible, but she's so good at playing it. Here's the thing. This is what I like about their interactions is that Alice knows Betty's not stupid and that Betty knows exactly what Alice is doing. But Alice is like, what are you going to do about it, bitch? <laughs> That's kind of what she's doing. Oh, yeah. It's great. Um... Betty says, you know, I'm going to tell Jughead. And Alice is like, you know, he was just so happy. I don't think you should hurt his feelings. Ugh. So mom is playing Betty like a fiddle here. Um, sort of. Oh, oh, to a degree. It's, Betty gets her back pretty she's good. Painting, she's painting Betty straight into a corner. <laughs> Get some dark Betty coming out. That's what, damn it, Alice. <sighs> damn it, Alice. That's yeah. another thing. Every time Alice does something like this, I'm just going to say that. <laughs> <sighs> Archie good. comes home and his parents are talking about what to get for dinner mom knows everything they normally order and it is super awkward and uh, it's like it's like, like everything's what, fine they're like what's what's wrong Archie and he's like I'm just not he's like I'm not used to coming home and having y'all be here having the Andrews together again it's like it's it's nice it's it's just weird and then uh, Jacket comes in and they talk and they're like, oh yeah, he's going to dance. We are. Oh, I invited Hermione. And Fred's like, you did? And she goes, we'll talk about it. <laughs> she totally knows. She totally knows. Yeah, this is a secret Cheryl moment. This is a Cheryl vibe, for sure. I didn't catch it the first time I watched it, but the second time I was like, mm, yeah. And then we cut to the boys. Um, Ooh, what if, what if Hermione and Mary were the mean girls? That might be more like it. No, unless they had kind of like a Cheryl Veronica type vibe, which would make sense. That's too. what I'm thinking. Maybe there. like they were more frenemies. Probably. Maybe. Yeah, whatever. Um, okay, we cut to the boys are are in Archie's room, and Jacka says, "Oh, you know the Andrews family back together." And Archie says, "Yeah, that would have been a little Archie's uh, pipe dream." Um, and and he has a shirt off. Yeah, shirt off. Oh, I wrote it later. <laughs> see those. Um, uh, Jughead talks about my dad shaved like that's like tectonic plate shifting uh, and he's like I'm thinking about going back to live with him um, and Archie's like are you sure that's a good idea and they kind of go back and forth and Archie just says just, just make sure it sticks and then Jughead tells Archie about his dad reading his novel and asking him questions about Jason's murder. And, and Archie perks up. The alarm bells start going off in his head. Yep. And he comes up with a really crappy lie, which Jughead <laughs> totally sees through. His lie is... Okay, remember, it's bedtime. It's, but they're getting in it's, bed. It's probably like 11 o'clock or later for those two. Something like that. And, and, and his excuse is, my mom likes almond milk in her, for cof her coffee. I forgot. I'm going to go get some. <laughs> And then we get the beefcake moment when he puts his pants on, which is hilarious. Okay, one one more note about this scene. Jughead is not wearing his hat. Hmm. Jughead is vulnerable in this episode. Yes, he is. He's being vulnerable with Archie. Not like crazy amount, but he's not wearing his hat. It's the first time we haven't seen him with his hat on with Archie. Doesn't have his armor. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Hmm. So Archie runs over to Veronica's house. He's got his sweatsuit on just like he did with Grundy. And Veronica's like, if this is some sort of booty call... <laughs> she's she's not pleased that he's there yeah. that late at night. But Archie says, you know, I'll help you, um, but we cannot let 
Jughead know, and Veronica's like, and we can't tell Buddy either. He's just, he's too afraid of what will happen if FP hurts Jughead again. Yeah. He, he doesn't. So his, his, his motivations are honest. I think her motivations are kind of honest, They're, too. Eh, let's talk about that a little bit. Okay. Uh, Cheryl and Polly Kittens are doing makeup. They're in a CoverGirl commercial. Well... Again, you're just going to have to get used to it. That's the only way the show is going to survive. Plus, people watch it. <laughs> Look, I like CoverGirl as a brand. That was the first kind of makeup I bought when I started wearing makeup in junior high. Um, but yeah, I just it's, it's just so blatant. It's so blatant. And that's what annoys me. And it's going to happen every episode. It hasn't been every episode. Well, this one but it it's was. been a lot. <laughs> um, so Polly... Uh, brings up the brings up the idea of maybe we'll go to so your parents' room and get the, some vintage jewelry. The theme of the dance is blast from the past, and so Polly says, "Well, why don't we go grab some of your mom's vintage jewelry?" And Cheryl's like, "You're a bad girl. I kind of like that." She has a total flat affect here, which oh, yeah. may not have been intentional, but plays to her crazy. Oh, totally. It plays to the schizo. She's the storm. No one expected the schizophrenic and or. Um, what's the word I'm thinking of? I don't know, but issues, sociopathic. Oh, there you go. There we go. Um, so they're in the Blossoms bedroom, and Polly's like, "How many wigs does your dad have?" And Cheryl goes, "One for every mood." Uh, the the legend is that he turned white overnight because he saw Grandpappy Blossom with his throat slit. That's new information. Grandpappy Blossom is dead. We know, of course he's Was dead. murdered. Was murdered. Because Grandpappy Blossom supposedly killed Grandpappy Cooper. Mm-hmm. So who killed him? It's Grandpappy a, Lodge? It's a, it's a blood feud. A blood feud. Okay, so that's new information. What about Grandpappy Andrews? I'm not past the Andrews being involved in this. That seems very doubtful. I feel like the Andrews side of the tree is on the... Uninvolved. They're, like, they're... No. Okay, well, the f actual Fred Andrews. We also don't know his mom's maiden name. Correct. So... So I think she's a secret blossom. We'll find out. I think she's like a cousin. Just watch her last name is like, Fleur. Ooh, okay. I, I hate to keep taking up time with this, but that would then explain so much about why Penelope thinks he looks so much like Jason. Oh, Absolutely. Absolutely. Holy shit! I think we actually related. I think we might we might have stumbled onto this. Hmm. All right, let's keep going. I feel like a genius. <laughs> okay, so then uh, Cheryl's you know thumbing through some of the jewelry and she opens a box and it's pretty and then she opens a little, then she opens a box and it's the ring. It's Nana Rose's ring. Mm -hmm. The ring that was in the car. The ring that Nana Rose gave to Betty. Give to Polly. But she did. She gave a ring to Betty. No, she didn't. She talked about the ring with Betty. Oh, that's right. I thought she actually gave it to her. No. Okay. You're right. Sorry. Okay. So that ring that was in the car mm -hmm. that had been set on fire that I previously said, oh, I bet, you know, the serpents have it. The blossoms have it. Clifford murdered Jason. I'm not gonna 100% say that yet. It's Clifford. Okay. Okay. So Polly. I'm like 90% there. Polly is is freaking out and saying that's that's the one you know 
Jason uh, wouldn't have given it back, you know. Tries to grab it. Cheryl says, hands off Gollum. Gollum. And uh, she's grabbing her hand. She's like, you're carrying precious cargo. This is true. But if you think those babies give you a free pass, I've got... Uh, you're in for a world of heart or something like that. And what's weird is then she lets Polly go, but she's staring at the ring suspiciously. Mm-hmm. Is Cheryl evil or not? What the fuck is going on? Cheryl was raised by evil. And here's my thing. Cheryl's going to be the reason why we find out her dad did it. Cheryl's going to bring down her dad. She, that's why she's the storm mm-hmm. that no one expects. She's going to be the reason. Because she grabs her, and you're thinking, oh, well, she's in on it with the blossoms. It was like, no, she's grabbing her because she's pissed off, and she's evil. She's pissed. But then you realize that this is a warning to her, Mm -hmm. not a she's trying to hurt Polly or threaten her. Cheryl has to think very quickly. And she's very good at thinking quickly. Mm -hmm. Uh, Yeah. Wow. Um, FP's at dinner, and he looks exactly like Chaz Palminteri. I'm just going to say it. He's in, like, every mob movie. That doesn't help me. Uh, he was in The Usual Suspects. That doesn't help me. Maybe Joe Mantegna. Yeah. He looks Italian. I believe he is. Skeet Ulrich is Italian? I think so. Oh. That, he might be Romanian. I mean... I can't remember. Whatever. Ulrich would lend me to think Germanic of some kind. Whatever. Um, Betty's hair is down. I just want to say that. Mm-hmm. Um, and... Now she is going to a dance. She's going to a dance, yes. Um, but she is, and and for all the time that we ha- she is in this costume and this hair, she is very vulnerable. Yes. She is. Absolutely. Um, Alice is also super made up. Alice and Betty are wearing the same color. They're wearing a... Uh, Silvery shimmer. Yeah, just they're both wearing um, a light silvery gray. Maybe frost? No. You're trying too hard. Uh Um, And the Jones boys are both in a very dark gray and black. Mm Mm-hmm. And so they're having a very... uh, Basically, Alice is interrogating FP, and Betty is just trying to get through this, and Jughead's trying to be polite, but he's starting to get uncomfortable too. Damn and, it, Alice! And then the doorbell rings, and Betty goes to answer it. It's Hal. Betty feel, invited her dad. I mean, we should just all be together on this day. That was a big fuck you. Uh huh. Fuck you, mom. And Hal, as soon as he walks in the door, says, um, "You said she wanted me to be here." Betty plays dirty. She played dirty on this one. I like it. It's great. Mm-hmm. Great. I wrote smart move, Betty. Mm-hmm. Because uh, she knows this is how she's getting out of here. It's very good. But, yeah, it's a... Uh, journalists don't ask questions like lawyers. This is a weird scene. Uh-huh. She would be more subtle than this. Yeah. Except maybe the fact that she has some type of priors with FP. She's involved with him somewhere, some way, somehow. Yeah. Okay, so then we cut to... Archie and Veronica are going to the trailer. Is Archie... I feel like Archie's wearing the same, the jacket the Blossoms had made for him. I think he is. I think I think so. It's too tight in this episode. Anyway, he uh, he, he goes to the trash can, finds the keys. He's like, same as when we were kids. Yeah. And it's time to search the trailer. Uh, then we cut to Thornhill, and Penelope is explaining to Polly and Cheryl um, how she got the ring. Um Jason threw it at Clifford when he said he wanted nothing more to do with the family. It was his final rebuke. 
Now, she gives an Oscar-worthy performance of actual hurt here. Uh, no. Well, hold on. We'll get to the end of this. Because I think she's not lying. I... I think she legitimately thinks this is what based, happened. Based on the scene later, that she thinks she is accepting this story. Mm-hmm. It is a story that has been told to her by Clifford. And I think she legit thinks it. Oh, no. I think that's fair. Um, because she's very, very truly upset. In this scene. Yes, and then they end the scene with her, with Penelope telling Polly, you need to finish your milkshake. It's good before it melts. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. To which Polly does, because she's an idiot. Back to the, back to another horrible dinner conversation. Hal uh, asks FP if he can get a trailer. If there are any vacancies at Sunnyside. And in this scene, it almost feels like Hal and FP don't know each other. There's distance there. Yes, that's not true, though. I know, I, I know that. They do know each other, but this it's like they're pretending they don't. Well, Hal's just trying to get as many digs in on Alice as he possibly to- can ab- in the scene. Well, he's wearing black. He's just being a fuckface is what he's being. He's wearing black. He is not He is not tied to his family in this scene. Mm, well, he's also a jerk. Well, that's true, um, but... In he's this, like, it's cold in my trailer. But he's wearing black, so he's not associated with his actual family in this scene. Um, uh, FP says, hey, do y'all remember our homecoming? And uh, Betty goes, yeah, uh, mom and dad were named uh, king and queen. And FP says, of hell. <laughs> and FP says, you know, uh, me and Fred were supposed to play that night, and we was getting the equipment set up, and I saw hell and Alice arguing something about life or death to which Alice says shut up FP happy to oblige if you are I was like I and he says like I don't care what you think of me but don't um don't jerk me around especially in front of my son and that's when Betty decides um hey Jughead it's time for us to go I think I think we'll skip the peach pie and then just stares down her mama mm-hmm. um I win <laughs> So FP clearly overheard the conversation of Hal and Alice arguing and deciding that she had to get an abortion. Yup. I can almost guarantee that was that conversation. Yeah. So FP knows about this. I still like the idea that FP is the dad of that baby. Yeah, but I think he doesn't know. That's possible. I think, based on what he's talking about there, I think he doesn't know. Although he might know, and that's why he's telling that story, and Alice stops him. He knows she had an abortion. Mm-hmm. He may not know if he, that he was the father. That's possible. We don't know how that story ends. Because she could have been a bad girl. But we don't know how that story ends, so no. we can't we can't figure it out. No. Uh. Cheryl walks in, or Cheryl's in the room suddenly at Thornhill because Polly's passed out in the bed. She's comatose. They gave her a muscle relaxant. She's going to be out till morning. Mm-hmm. So really they gave her a tranquilizer. Yeah, and they drugged her. And Clifford is now wearing his turtleneck and his wig and he looks stupid. And Cheryl, Cheryl makes sure that she is alive and then is just like, is that story true? About the ring? And Clifford is the one who pipes up and says, all of it's true. All of it's true. And it's like, you're, um, all this time we had been grooming your brother, but we should have been grooming you. You're a blossom through and through. And then Cheryl starts to leave, and Penelope goes, one more thing. Nana Rose's ring, we don't have it, and neither does Polly. 
And Cheryl explains, well, it, it was Polly's fault. She came after me. And so I, I thought it would be better if there was no proof. Um, so I got rid of it. It was just better if it just went away. Um, did I do something wrong? She, so, and they give us this montage of her supposedly flushing it. Yep. We never actually see her flush it. Nope. And she's like, oh, did I do something wrong? And Clover says, no, you did the right thing. But he is disappointed. They're about to be broke. This family is about to be so fucking broke. I mean, I'm not going to say no because you've been right about literally everything else in the show. So we know his family was paying the lodges. And all of a sudden, he's not anymore. Why are they stopping the payments? Yeah, you're probably they right. they need the money. And that ring is a, a family heirloom. is probably worth a lot of money. Why are they freaking out so much about the board trying to take the company away from them? Well, guess who's going to die soon? Probably Clifford. Well, Nana Rose. Oh, yeah. They're going to go Rose. kill Nana. Nah, she'll die of natural causes. No, they'll kill her. Nah. Oh, it's they too much more fun. already. Because then she can put some kind of weird gypsy curse on them. What did Cheryl say? I'm shaking my head at you. Oh, that she is uh, gypsy blood and dementia. Dementia and gypsy blood. Yeah. Anyways. <laughs> I, be, I, I bet you they're, they're, they're hemorrhaging cash. All I know is I call shenanigans. Okay. Pipe down over there. <laughs> All right. We get back to the trailer and... Uh, Archie and Veronica are putting things back where they found them, and they have found nothing. And Veronica is manic. She's like, well, we'll just have to search again. You know, there has to be something. There has to be something here. And Archie's like, do you want your dad to be guilty? And she's like, I just want to know. My mom is ready to welcome him with open arms. I want to know who who we're welcoming. She's worried about what happens when he comes home. She's scared as fuck of her dad. Because her mom is scared as fuck of her dad. Yeah. I think before this, we get the sense that he was ne- he was never really there, so she never thought about it. And now that she knows some of the dirt on him, she's terrified. Yeah. And Archie makes some big... Th- he's like, I feel like this is a win. Not, Not finding anything team. feels like a major win for the home team. And she gets a really nice little line in. It's like, oh, that I walk through the valley. Yay, that I walk through the valley of the shadow of death. And Archie Andrews is there with a smile and a sports metaphor. <laughs> which is cheesy, but kind of funny. And, and then, then they make out. And they make out a little bit. And then they get a text. And they gotta they, go. They keep getting interrupted. <sighs> They're probably gonna have sex. Yeah, but not till like season three. No, that's coming much sooner than that. Yeah, we'll see. They can't hold off that long. <laughs> um, FP drops off Betty and Veronica at the dance. Uh, Jughead holds back. He wants to talk to his dad. Yeah. He tells him that I think I, I'd like to come home. And FP's like, you, I want the whole family back together. There's some good opportunities in Toledo. Oh. And Jughead's like, why not here in Riverdale? And FP's like, because of dinner just like the one we went to. You see what happens to people like us in Riverdale. We get chewed up. So they want to move him to Ohio. Yeah. Um, Oof. And so, Jug's got a... Jug looks up and looks longingly in the rain to... To Betty. And now he's he's got a he's got a tough decision to make. And so they get into oh no okay so then we're at the dance and Fred walks in and he's holding hands with both Mary and Hermione, which is dis- weird. 
It's just weird. At having them each on on his arm, sure, but he's holding hands, fingers intertwined with both of them. It is weird. Fred, you are letting us down. You are our father. He's got game. This is unacceptable behavior. We get a nice little line later on. We do, buddy. Um, it's weird. It's weird. Okay, so then Jughead and Betty walk in, and Jughead says, "Hey, Betty, I need to talk to you after the dance." And it's like, about my—is it about your dad? Yeah, but it's it's good. It's all good. Yeah. I just, there's something we need to figure out together. Mm-hmm. And she sees Cheryl with no Polly. So Betty goes over to Cheryl to talk to her about Polly. Um, hey, where's Polly? She's fine. She just crashed on me. I'm literally never doing anything nice for anyone, anyone ever, ever again. again. She's very pissed. And she's not pissed at Betty or Polly. Mm-hmm. You can tell in her face. Yeah. Something else is going on. Yeah. So... Uh, Alice Cooper goes straight up middle school in the bathroom. Goes to the bathroom, and Mary and Alice are redoing their lipstick. These ladies are bitches. <laughs> They're all bitches. Alice says, "I didn't know you were a, a polyamorist." And uh, she's, she's Mary. Like, Mary replies, "I don't think that's a word." <laughs> yeah, and then Alice is like, "Oh, you know, with all of Fred and Hermione's shenanigans," and Mary's like, "Fred's a big boy. He can do whatever he wants." You've been playing the same game since since junior junior high, high. and it's it's old then. Yeah. (laughs) And uh, Alice gets a text and immediately scurries away. Mm -hmm. She's just like, oh, I gotta go. And then we're at the dance, and there's some nice 80s music playing. Oh, we get Blue Monday by New Order. Yeah, great. It's the perfect dark dance song. Um, Alice is talking very fervently with Archie and Veronica, and Betty sees this, and she starts getting... Furious. What the hell? And I put Spider Betty knows something's up. Yeah, and she's like watching it, and then she makes, and then Archie sees her but keeps going, and uh, she actually meets eyes with Veronica, and so. And in this, the mayor has come up with Principal Weatherby to talk about plans for the dance, and she all of that fades away as she's looking at Veronica and, mm-hmm. and Alice. Um, Betty goes and confronts Veronica. And Archie and they tell her what they uh, what they were doing um, but oh you know we have we have to go we have to go sing and get away yeah so uh, then uh, Archie and Veronica start their cover of Kids in America which is actually really good I know this is a really good cover okay, and I give I and give, a really good montage and I give credit to um, sorry. I have to adjust in my chair I give credit to uh, Veronica because she sang really well. In girl this. can sing. The girl can. Girl's sing. got moves, huh? She doesn't. I don't think she has moves yet. She had some pretty good moves in this song. No, she did not. But she sang very well, so she gets points. And yeah. Archie had moves. The guitar over the back is pretty great. So cheesy. Yeah, but it's high school. He pulls it off as a high schooler. Okay, guys, this this gets crazy because there's three different things happening at the same time. Okay, so in part of this, oh, this is all happening during this song. FP is at his house. Cops show up. He is not surprised. They've come to search his trailer. And he's like, "Look at wherever you want. I got nothing to hide." Uh, uh, Veronica is singing. Betty is watching her and just getting furious and furious. Ooh, and she's furious. mad. And Shh. Veronica is wearing fucking pearls with that dress, and it looks bad. <laughs> so bad. Um, Cheryl is interesting because they also give, they also linger on Cheryl a bit, and she is not staring at the stage. She's staring off, 
and increasingly growing more and more sad. And there are other everyone around her is dancing and enjoying the song. They they do some cuts to the parents who are all like, "Yeah." The parents are all of the adults love it because it's totally their music. It's very cute. Um, <laughs> Betty is increasingly getting angry, and she's watching. Uh, Veronica and Archie flirting and being all over each other, and she's she's putting things together because she's she's a smart one. Um, Kevin and Joaquin are dancing, and they're so cute. They're adorable. I love it. I love, it. I love <laughs> them both, and I'm so sad. Well, maybe we don't know how that ends. Okay, and then back at the trailer, the sheriff finds a lockbox with a gun in it, and that gun we have seen before. I think has it. Been- no, we haven't. No, we haven't seen a, a different gun. gun. Sorry, but I'm it's but it's a it's a high caliber gun that would have shot a bullet mm-hmm. that would have shot the same way that that Jason got shot. Mm-hmm. And as soon as he shows the lockbox to FP, FP's eyes are wide open. He's like, I, I <laughs> he's like, I haven't seen this gun before in my life. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Um, also, in the meantime, during the dance, Cheryl Cheryl's in tears and, and runs off. Yeah, she leaves. Um, the song ends, and kind of everyone just kind of walks away. And then, okay, so we get another cover here. They're slow dancing to a Wang Chung song. And nothing Wang Chung ever did was a slow dance song. They made it one. I thought it was, it's a great cover. I was just kind of excited. Yeah. Um, Kevin and Joaquin are dancing, oh, so and, and Kevin's saying, you know, it's the first time I've ever brought a boyfriend to a dance. This is actually the first time I've ever had a boyfriend. It's always been hookups with closeted guys. And you can kind of see Joaquin is starting to not feel good about what's going on, because he knows, he knows Kevin's getting all in on him. And then Jughead runs up and He's like, hey, interrupts. Have, have you seen Betty? And Kevin's like, y'all need tracking devices. He's <laughs> not wrong. Well, because other, because Betty's asked him if, if... They, he's seen Archie and Veronica earlier. So everybody's asking him where everyone is. You guys need tracking devices. Um, <laughs> Interrupting the moment. The, the sheriff uh, walks in and starts, I think he's talking to Weatherby. And Joaquin sees this and Joaquin starts slowly walking away. And Keller, I mean, Keller's stunned because he sees his dad there. And mm-hmm. it's like, what are you doing here? And so then we cut to Betty, Veronica, and Archie. Ooh, this is rough. In the hallway. Um, you know, Betty's kind of like yelling at them for what they're doing. And Jughead walks up and he goes, what's going on? Why am I feeling suddenly left out? And he's very left out. And Archie tells Jughead what they did. And Jughead says, you went behind my back, Archie. Jughead is devastated. Mm-hmm. And Betty's like, I didn't know. But yeah, mom, my mom that, knows that's, why. That's, you know, that's why my mom invited you. Invited um, everybody for dinner was so that they could go search the trailer. Mm-hmm. Um, and Jughead's like, uh, I was going to stay here and and not move with my family for you. And Betty's just like, I, I tried to stop her. Yeah. And Jughead's like, you could have warned me. And she said, you were so excited. I didn't want to disappoint you. And that's you. when she just starts to lose yeah, it. Yeah, she looks so sad. Oh. Oh, oh man, and then all, it's hard. All of our adults rush in, and they come, and Jughead runs away. And he's gone. And then we cut to Jughead's at the trailer, and he, you know, crosses the police tape, and he goes into the house, and everything's been torn out of this house that was gross before. And then his dad cleaned it up, and now it's been trashed by the police. 
and he just tears the place up more. He's crying. It's really sad. And then we get a moment. He he breathes for like he just sits for a good two mm-hmm. seconds, and then you you see his eyes open wide, and then he just runs out the door and slams it shut. So we don't know. It, I know he knows something. He knows where he needs to go. He's got an idea of what's going on. I think that is a look of resolve. Okay. Um, and I give a lot of credit to Cole Sprouse for this because he did a wonderful job because there's no words. None. And so that's great. Um, then we cut to Betty confronting Alice at home. Um, she's like, who tipped off the sheriff? Was it you? And Alice doesn't answer at first and she goes it was not me but i'm glad you're safe i'm and i know you like jug you like jughead but uh i'm so glad that you were done with that family and betty says uh i love jughead and he's my family more so than you are right now which is sweet so alice and then she's about to leave and archie or alice tries to block her way and she's like you're not going anywhere young lady and Betty's like, do not push me, Mom, because I will push back. Okay. There's only one person who's crazy in this family. Mm-hmm. It's Betty. Mom backs down and has this look of fear in her eyes. Betty's done this before. Betty's gone dark Betty in front of Alice. I guarantee it. Probably. I don't think Betty's crazy. Now, whatever's wrong with Betty, Alice has had a touch of. I think Betty's is probably a lot. It's probably more intense. And mom knows this because mom's seen it. Mom's probably seen well, it from her. they've talked about, you know, there are things that I struggle with and your father used against for me. So, yeah, there's something going on. We don't but, know what it is. But mom lets her go. And and she's got a look of, if I cross her, this is going to wind up bad. Yeah, but again, remember, we, we know that Betty said, you know, mom broke Polly. Mm. So it could also be a part of, like, I already mm. lost one daughter. I can't lose another. And I know my daughter is cut from the same cloth I am. So who's who knows what she'll do? Yeah. So. Uh, we go to Pembroke. Hermione and Veronica are talking. And they're, uh, Hermione seems to have had a come to Jesus moment about Hiram at this point. She says, if FP confesses, he could link us. He could pull us all in. Um, and Veronica's like, well... What what if we find out that um, Daddy did hire him and we can't deny it anymore? And he had something. Um, Hermione says, "Then we'll cut all ties with him, and he'll be dead to us." And then they grab hands. So some credit here. They play the scene with almost no emotion, mm-hmm. and it's very I love. Stoic and it's very good. And I love doing that because they they are clearly scared, and you. They, all of it's played internally rather than externally. Well, Veronica is is not stoic. She's trying just to be m- more even, but you can see the emotion on her face. Hermione's the one who's stoic, but she has now have to like, okay, I have to change all of how I've been thinking, and I, this is all just now come. Um, so it's and they they hold hands at the end. And I just was like, it's it's Hermione and Veronica, ride or die. Mm-hmm. Doesn't matter. Hiram doesn't matter. <laughs> Hiram doesn't matter. Andrews don't matter. Nobody mm-hmm. matters except these two. Yeah. Um, we cut to the Andrews house, and it's Mary and Archie again. And Mary is saying, uh, basically telling him that she wants him to come to Chicago so he can study music because it's not safe here anymore. And Fred overhears all of this. And 
I think Fred, you see the disappointment on Fred's face. This has all been a ploy. Yeah. The sec, I feel like the second Mary found out that Archie told his dad not to get a divorce, she's like, I'm going to go back there and I'm going to convince my son to come with me. Yeah. Because clearly my son loves me, even if, you know, he didn't choose me before, but he needs to come with me. And now I've got something that he'll want, the whole music thing. And something to hold over his head, which is the danger. Yeah. And Fred's, and Fred's just standing there like... I do feel bad for Fred. Fred's just going... Because you, you can see on his face, like, he thought this was actually going okay. He was like, all right. He thought he might be getting his lady back. And it, nothing. It's not happening. I don't know if he thought that so much. But things were really good. It was just like... It okay, didn't matter what was going to happen it, next. It was... Things, things the, feel better. The family could be back together. Yeah. You know. Uh, then we cut to Thornhill. And Cheryl has a mirror up to Polly. She's checking if Polly's breathing. And then she covers her in her blanket. And she is, um, she's upset. You can tell she's kind of shaken. And then she watches it. She goes to her parents' room and she sees Penelope is crying to Clifford. And she's like, he killed my son. I want him dead. She's talking about FP. So we, we get here. This is when I went, okay. Penelope doesn't know. Penelope doesn't know who killed. She's devastated. Mm-hmm. So I think you're right. Clifford did it. And Cheryl opens her hand and there's the ring. Because of course she has it. She didn't throw it away. But for Cheryl, she knows my parents had something to do with it. Mm-hmm. And she, you know, closes her wrist and she just kind of storms away. She being Cheryl. She knows, She's like, all right. Because that's clearly a clear key to, to uh, unraveling this whole mess. Yep. Um, then we cut to Pops, and Betty goes in there and asks Pops. He's like, you know, have you seen Jughead? And he goes, no, but you're not the only one looking for him. Archie and Veronica are sitting there. And they get up, and they, they go to her, and she goes, no, I'm not talking to either one of you ever again. And then they explain, you know, hey, we went and searched Jughead's house, and we didn't find anything, no lockbox. That means somebody put it in there after we left. He, FP's being framed. Riverdale. Suspicious. <laughs> it's not that suspicious. It's kind of a no fucking duh. <laughs> okay. So Clifford killed Jason. These are my predictions. Clifford killed Jason. Mustang is about Mustang is the one who uh, who put the lockbox in the trailer. Maybe. He's the only. He's the only person. Everyone else was at the dance. It doesn't make sense for anybody else. Mustang is involved. Wait, at the dance to plant the thing it is. To Mustang is the one who planted the lockbox in the trailer after Archie and Veronica left. Okay. That's what I believe has happened. It could have been planted in that closet a long time before. No, they they went through the whole house. Oh, that's right. It had and to be said, planted between when they left. Well, and, and it, somebody's been watching these kids the entire time. Serpents. The serpents have been watching them because last episode, FP says we got to keep an eye on these kids. They're more on top of it than the sheriff. I mean, also, Mustang could just be a throwaway character. So no, let's just leave it as the serpents. It's Mustang. He's the only one who's been named. The show is not that smart. If it was going to be a random Mustang, they, have, they would have not named a single one or they would have named four or five if they were trying to show it off. It's Mustang. Please don't let it be Joaquin. No, I don't want it to be Joaquin. It can't. Well, it can't be Joaquin because he leaves after the sheriff shows up. 
And we still have two more episodes. I don't know. Um, and I believe that Cheryl will be the one who officially uncovers that her dad did it. And she's the one who brings him down. Okay. Here's a better question. Okay. Where's Jughead going? I think he's going to his mom. To his grandparents. It's either that or he might be going to find his dad. He might be going to the jail. He might be going to the jail. That's fair. To confront his dad. Yeah, I feel like... I feel... I kind of feel like Jughead, part of that resolve is that my dad's a bad guy. And I have no reason to believe otherwise. Yeah. Like, so it could be that. But I can also see him going to see his mom. Not knowing what to do. That's fair. Because he can't trust Betty. can't trust Archie. Veronica's not his friend. Kevin Keller's not his friend. And, okay, do we think that Mary Andrews is some real nefarious force, or do you think this is just actually Mary Andrews being conniving and trying to get Archie back to Chicago, and then she's going to be gone here before the end of the season? But is she coming back next season? Could it be both? Well, I mean, it either is possible. Let's leave it at that. Okay, here's here's what I think is actually going to end up happening. I think in the next few episodes so we only have two left of the season so it could be it could happen in the first couple of the next season fred's gonna file he's gonna sign the divorce papers i'm sure because after this fred's like we're done this door's closed like you and me that door's closed but i think archie's gonna be forced to make a decision i bet you as part of their hiatus archie has gone to spend the summer with his mom in chicago and that's part of their compromise or whatever instead of doing construction all summer he's gone to chicago who knows? I mean, I, I think I th- I think it's going to be because Fred's going to be the person who's like, I'm not going to tell you whether to stay or to go. You have yeah, to make that. F- like, you got to choose I that for yourself. You choose between you, me, and your mom. Yeah, of course. Because there has to be a, another Fred and Archie per- scene. Of course, there has to be perfect Fred advice. <laughs> but yeah, I think. Are, are Kevin and Joaquin going to stay together? No. I think they are. I think they might break up for a little they, while because of the whole serpent thing. They're going to have to break up for a little while. But I while. think they're going to get back together. I, that could happen. Especially after the serpents get really kind of cleared from the whole thing. Okay. Okay. Once we find out that FP is actually legit. Okay. Because there's no way FP is that shady anymore. No. He's not clean. Well, no. He's not that dirty. No. No. Anyway, boy, that's a lot of stuff, especially oh. to happen over an 80s cover. And I so want to watch the next two ones right now. Yeah, I know. It's all right. We're getting there. We're so close. We're very close. Okay, but I don't think I can watch. I think we're going to have to watch the next two like together. Because we usually watch them separately and then we come and do the watch it together to get all of our notes think too much is gonna happen and i think we're gonna spoil it for each other if we don't watch it together no i just that we i don't think we can do that i don't think we've got the energy i think we do i think we're just gonna watch it we're gonna watch it together we'll see you got any you got any new hashtags this time (sighs) hashtag hurricane cheryl That's so bad. I know. That's so not okay. <laughs> but it's also appropriate. Oh, stay hashtag Riverdale strong. <laughs> Bye, everybody.
That's it for this episode. Please take a moment to review and rate us on iTunes, and for questions and comments, drop us an email at macintoshandmod at gmail.com.